Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a guy has a lot of upsides. Like we get to pee standing up and we get all these giant muscles. But there's also some downsides to being a guy, like going bald early and the fact that it's hard to find spaces to talk about our issues. Most guys don't really talk about what's bothering them. They just talk about their hobbies, like video games or sports. I know my friend group is guilty of that. All we ever talk about is gaming, basically. That's why I'm an advocate of BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can find a therapist suited to your needs and your schedule to talk about whatever is bothering you in life. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash r slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash r slash. Welcome to r slash am I the butthole where OP steals his ex-fiance's house. Am I the butthole for not telling my former fiance that I bought her dream house? I'm a 38-year-old man and 10 years ago, my fiance left me a few weeks before our wedding. We grew up in a small town. We were friendly and went to the same school, but we were never in the same clique. She was one of the popular kids and I wasn't. A few years after college, I moved back home when my dad got sick. I found a job in my field about 45 minutes away from home. I would help take my dad to his chemo appointments. It was during one of those appointments that I ran into my now ex. She was working at that hospital. One day, while I was waiting for my dad, I asked her out. It turned out that we shared a lot of the same interests. It seemed like our relationship was going great. About a year or so into dating, my ex and I moved into a rented house together. The following year, I proposed. We began looking for a house. My ex always wanted to live in her grandparents' house on the lake near our town. Her family was forced to sell the house when her grandparents died because of an inheritance dispute. Six months before our wedding, a chance event happened. The couple who bought her grandparents' lake house had grown tired of our snowy winters. It took some work and nearly all of my savings, but I was able to buy her dream house. It was going to be my surprise wedding present, so I didn't dare tell her or anyone in her family about my plans. A month before our wedding, my ex and her friends went to Miami for her bachelorette party. Uh-oh. Oh no, okay. I'm not sure of everything that happened there. Part of me doesn't really want to know. But I do know that her high school boyfriend was there. Yo, what? Hold on. Her high school boyfriend? Like, coincidentally, or did she invite him? 
Yo, did this woman invite her ex to her bachelorette? What the f- what the f? When she got back from the trip, she broke down and confessed that she was afraid to get married and wanted to call it off. It was a mess. She- <laughs> alright. She later moved to Florida and eventually married her high school boyfriend. I ended up moving back to the city for an amazing job. In the meantime, I still had the lake house. With the help of my mom and dad, we started to fix up the lake house. It took a few years. My mom and dad would look after the contractors while I was in the city. Having that house was perfect when everything locked down for COVID. I was able to escape the city and work remotely from the lake house. I now live there full time and work remotely. This summer, we had 4th of July at the lake house. My sister-in-law used photos from the lake this summer in her Christmas card. One of those cards made it to my ex's cousin. The cousin recognized the house. The Saturday before New Year's, my ex's mother and sister were at my front door. After pleasantries and answering their initial questions, they made an offer to buy it. I refused. They were not happy. <laughs> God, I love this story. A few days later, I got a long text from my ex-girlfriend. This was the first time in about nine years that she had talked with me. She called me a butthole for keeping this from her. Her family is blaming her for losing the house again. She then asked me to sell it. I still have no intentions to sell. Now, her and her family are complaining on social media that this is some sort of revenge. Am I, am I the butthole? OP, OP, okay, let's be super clear. Even if this is revenge, even if you bought this house for the sole point of saying, screw you, ex-girlfriend, and you don't even like the house and you plan on burning it down one day, that still would not make you the butthole. It's really simple. This is super, super simple. They had two opportunities to buy the house. They had the opportunity to not have a stupid inheritance dispute. And even if they did have an inheritance dispute, they could have bought it from the estate. The second chance was when it went on the market, they could have bought it then. But they didn't because they're greedy and stupid and selfish. But the thing is, I don't even think OP bought the house for revenge. Clearly, he bought it because he loved his girlfriend. Honestly, I gotta say, OP seems like a massive green flag in this story. First off, he's the type of man to move back home just to take care of his sick father and drive him to chemo appointments. Green flag. He used his life savings to surprise his fiance with her dream house. Green flag. He has a close enough relationship with his parents that he can entrust them to watch over his house while he's in the city. Green flag. I mean, this guy is just a sea of green flags and she's a sea of red flags. I still can't get over that this woman went on her bachelorette party with her ex-boyfriend. Man, if I found that out, I would cancel the wedding, no doubt about it. Anyways, OP, you are easily, solidly zero out of five buttholes. They had their chance. They had their chance. Simple as that. The house was in their family. They had two chances to get it back. They failed both chances, and now it's yours. That's just how capitalism works. Maybe if your ex-girlfriend had spent more time saving money than spending money on trips to Miami where she was sucking her ex-boyfriend's then she could have bought the house. Am I the butthole for telling my friend that if she can't keep up because of her disability, then she shouldn't come? I'm a 26-year-old woman, and I have a pretty close group of friends. We have this one girl in our group, Sadie, who's 27. She has a disability that's mostly manageable through medication. Despite this, Sadie has a bad habit of forgetting to take her pills right before we do something that she's not interested in doing. This time, it was on a group trip that we've been planning for over a year. Due to how high the cost of the trip was, we each decided to take a day and plan an activity that the whole group would participate in. 
We also rented a van together to get to our destination, as that was the most ideal situation. The first issue with Sadie came up when getting to our destination. Due to the length of the drive, everyone was going to be driving one hour to get to our destination. Right before it was Sadie's turn, she had a flare-up and couldn't drive, so another friend took over. The next morning, my friend had planned a tour of the town. We all reminded Sadie several times to take her medication, as this was an expensive tour, and we didn't want it to be cut short. Well, she forgot, and the tour had to be cut short. This is when I got genuinely upset, because this was now my money being wasted. Throughout the week, she had flare-ups pretty often. The actual fight that led to me posting this occurred on my day, though. The previous day, Sadie had no flare-ups. It was also her day to plan. That was because she had set alarms to take her medication regularly so she would be okay. We all reminded her to please take her pills again on my day. I decided to take all my friends on horse rides on a trail because the trails in this town are known for being absolutely beautiful. We paid extra for a basic lesson prior to the trail. In the basic lesson, we were all paired off based on experience and performance in the small arena they had. I was paired with Sadie. Well, a quarter of the way through the trail, she started to have a flare-up again. I told her that I wouldn't be turning around, as this was expensive and I was truly looking forward to this. She begged me to turn around. Finally, the ranger told us that I had to turn around with her because she was my partner. In the car, I told her that she knew how important this was to me and that she should have just taken the pills. She told me that I was being ableist and that I didn't know what the pills did to her. We got into a huge argument in which I said, if your disability means that you can't be a good friend, then maybe you should stop coming on these trips. Well, I agree that what I said was harsh. I don't think that I was wrong considering that she cost us so much money over the years for simply not wanting to do something. My other friends agree that Sadie is inconvenient at times, but that I should have been more sensitive to her condition. I am honestly torn on whether to apologize or not. Look, I'm going to be the jerk and just say it. This sounds like manipulation. It sounds like Sadie is intentionally lying to the group to get what she wants, or more accurately, to get out of things that she doesn't want. I mean, yeah, it is possible she forgets, but if that's true, then that means she just doesn't really care that much about her friends, right? Because if you care about your friends, you'll set an alarm. You'll come up with a schedule so that you won't inconvenience your friends. But she does that over and over and over. Yeah, I just don't buy it, man. I think she's lying. So, OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes, and I'm giving Sadie 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. I think the obvious solution here is to just stop inviting her. Am I the butthole for cursing at my niece when she went into my office when I specifically told her that it was off-limits to guests? I'm a 28-year-old man, and my sister, who's 33, is visiting me this week with her daughter, my niece, who's 13. I was excited to host them in my house because I haven't really seen my family much ever since I moved away from our home state for my career. For context, I'm a lawyer at a large firm. That means that I have to take work home often, which is why I have a room in my house set up as my office. My office has privileged information about cases and clients. Long story short, when my sister and niece arrived yesterday and after I helped them get settled in, I told them that there's only one rule that I have for staying in my house. My office is off limits. Fast forward a few hours and everything's fine and dandy. I'm just sitting on the couch with my sister watching a movie until I get a call from my senior associate at work asking me to do a quick review of a document that he sent me via email. When I get upstairs, I see the door to my office is wide open and the lights are on. 
when I go in to investigate, my niece is in there sitting in my chair and she's taking selfies with her feet on my desk. I was beyond furious. I only have one rule for guests at my house, and it's to stay out of my office. I have that rule for a reason. Not only would I be at risk of disbarment, but the integrity of the entire case would be jeopardized if any of that information is leaked. While I'm not accusing her of that specifically, I just don't want uninvolved people in my office taking pictures and posting them on social media, where there may or may not be protected information in view of the camera. I asked her what the hell she was doing and she said, I was just curious. I want to be a lawyer like you when I grow up. I, whoa, 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 whoa. I told her, get the F out of here and stay out, you little bitch. My sister came running up the stairs after my niece started crying and she told me that I was a monster for talking like that to a kid. I told her that she had no business in my office and my sister said that it doesn't matter because she's just a kid. So am I the butthole? Alright, okay, this is a really easy everyone sucks here situation. Obviously, the kid shouldn't have come into the office. She broke the one rule. That was very, very rude of her. However, OP, my dude, calm down. Pump the brakes. What is wrong with you? She wasn't rifling through your drawers so she could publish confidential information. She was taking selfies on a desk, okay? Relax. You don't need to start cursing out a 13-year-old girl just because she was being a dumb 13-year-old girl. Also, down in the comments, the top post is from he who's a person who's a lawyer. They write, she's 13. She was intentionally violating the rule, but still, what is wrong with you? Everyone sucks here. A solo practitioner has this to say. I'd think a fancy pants big firm attorney who has a bunch of privileged stuff in their home office like I do would put an effing locking knob on the door and or keep all materials in locked cabinets when it's not in active use. You are not adequately protecting these materials. Sure, your front door locks, but once someone is in the house, apparently they could just easily get this stuff without you noticing in time. Yeah, OP, I'm giving you 2.5 out of 5 buttholes. This is a crazy overreaction. I'm giving your niece 1 out of 5 buttholes. She's just being a dumb teen. Relax, dude. Am I the butthole for refusing to let my parents rename me? I'm a 15-year-old boy, and my parents gave me, my 16-year-old sister, and my 13-year-old brother nature names. Or, more specifically, water nature names. My sister is named Ocean. I'm Cove, and my brother is River. Our parents wanted our names to have a theme without having matching initials, so those are our names. The story was told to us when we were little, and my parents were proud of the names they gave us. Back when we were all stuck at home, my parents started to express regret about their choices and names for us. They actually told us over dinner one night that they wished they had given us better names, and they apologized for making us live with the names that we were given. A few months after that apology, my mom and dad told us they wanted us to change our names to Elizabeth, James, me, and Michael. They said that since we're kids and we're not in college yet and nobody had their license at that point, it would be the best time to do it. All three of us said that we didn't want to change our first names. Apparently, my dad looked into whether or not he could force us to change our names anyways, and apparently the answer is a very strong no from the government. But it is unusual to change your older kid's first name, so they went ahead and tried to do it anyways. But once the government asked us if we wanted different names, we told them no. My parents brought it up to us a lot afterwards. My brother asked why they wanted to name him Michael and said the name was Sucky. Hey! Hey, come on, that's not fair to the Michaels out there, including people like me with Michaels a middle name, it's not a bad name. 
They told him Michael was a timeless name that should age well and gave some other nickname choices. He said that he hated that name. So they asked if he would consider Charles instead, which he said was an even bigger no. Our parents focused really hard on him for a while because he had asked questions about the name, so they figured that he was the most open. So far, none of us have agreed to the name change. I told my parents that I know that they regret the names, but we're all used to it and we like our names, and that we don't want to go for more boring or common names. My parents argued that in the future we'll regret it, and we'd have to pay for it ourselves when we're adults, and we realized that having weird names doesn't age well. I asked, why can't they just let us do that if we decide to? They said that we should be thinking more about our futures, and they accused me of having a really bad attitude because I said James was as bad to me as Cove is to them now. They told me to look online, and I did, and I saw a lot of hate for our names, but I told them that it still didn't change my mind. My parents said that we should respect them enough as parents to allow this, and that we're all being disrespectful. Am I the butthole? Yo, what's disrespectful is completely ignoring and trying to steamroll your kids' decisions. I understand that at the age of 13, 15, and 16, none of these siblings are legally adults, but that is definitely old enough to have a valid opinion about your identity, your name, who you view yourself as, and the person that you want to be. A normal conversation would be like, hey, sweetie, hey, Cove, we feel like we gave you a bad name, so we were thinking about changing it to Michael. How do you feel about that? Uh, no, Dad, I kind of like the name Cove, so I think I'm going to stick with that. Okay, son, love you, Cove. Thanks, Dad, love you too, Dad. That, that's the normal exchange here. Instead of trying to strong arm and manipulate just to, I guess, alleviate the parents' guilt, they're shoving off that responsibility onto the kids, and the parents are expecting the kids to fix their mistake. Really scummy behavior. OP, you get 0 out of 5 buttholes. Your parents get 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. That was r slash am I the butthole. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.